Does your car make a squealing noise and or your brake pedal vibrate when you apply your brakes? Well, like brake pads, brake rotors don't last forever. Rotors wear and can also become warped. Your brakes are one of the most important features on your car. At Kendall Auto Care Machine Shop, we can resurface your brake rotors without removing them from your car, saving you time and money. Visit us for a free inspection today. Call Kendall Auto Care at 562-1362 or visit us at the Factory Road Branch. The Big Issues is brought to you with the kind compliments of Kendall Machine Shop. The government of Antigua and Barbuda is presently considering legislating the introduction of judge-only trials, a measure thought to be able to overcome the hurdle of not being able to comfortably get a 12-member jury into a socially distanced, well-ventilated court space without the risk of COVID-19 transmission. It's been talked about since last year, and Observer reported in November that the Antigua and Barbuda Bar Association had been asked to give feedback on a draft bill. The Criminal Procedure Bill of 2020 reportedly made provision for criminal trials to take place without a jury, but in certain circumstances. The judge-alone options applied then to accused persons who are committed for trial or indicted for crimes such as larceny, forgery, corruption, money laundering, and other financial crimes. However, an accused person who commits other indictable offenses can elect to be tried by a judge alone or by a jury. That's the bill as we were understood it in November of 2020. It was also reported that implementing a judge-only trial would also eliminate the need to pay some jurors, which saves money. But there have been other recommendations from within the Bar Association, such as retrofitting the court for virtual trials and placing the jury in a separate room to participate virtually in a more COVID-suitable space setting. On this segment, we'll ask what are the implications of no jury trials for the accused persons who are brought before the court and what impact could it have on the rest of the justice system? Joining our panel for this discussion, we have Mr. Lenworth Johnson. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kieran. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, quite clearly. Uh, Mr. Lenworth Johnson is an attorney in Antigua and Barbuda, practicing for over 23 years, and he's presently the president of the Antigua and Barbuda Bar Association. We also have with us Mr. Andrew Okola. Good afternoon, Mr. Okola. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to the viewers. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Good afternoon, Andrew. Mr. Andrew Okola is an attorney at law here in Antigua and Barbuda, and he practices criminal law. Uh, we also have with us Miss Paula Llewellyn. Good afternoon, Miss Paula Llewellyn. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Miss Paula Llewellyn is an attorney at law. She is a Queen's Counsel and Director of Public Prosecutions in Jamaica. And we also have joining us from Barbados, Mr. Richard Geisen Mears. He's an attorney. Uh, he was once a police officer, in fact, and he is a former chair of Barbados's Police Service Commission. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Richard Geisen Mears. Good afternoon to the panel, to the listeners, and to you. All right. Um, I don't. I, I. I suppose to say that I, I don't intend to uh, use a pun. 
uh, ought to be cliche, but um, I must ask all four panelists this afternoon to be judicious in the time that they use to respond to each question. Um, it is certainly an issue on which there is much to say. Uh, Mr. Lenworth Johnson, just to bring us into this segment, uh, what exactly is being proposed with this new bill? And uh, you let us know whether or not you support it. Well, what is being proposed is that um, the where you have you have trials without a jury and, and certain offenses, the government is proposing that certain offenses uh, be tried by uh, a judge alone. Um, and these offenses, if I can quickly say, are indictable offenses under the Larceny Act, indictable offenses under the Forgery Act, indictable offenses under the Prevention of Corruption Act, indictable offenses under the Misuse of Drugs Act, indictable offenses under the Money Laundering Act, and indictable offenses under the Electronic Crimes Act. These, um, these offenses, uh, according to the draft legislation, must be tried by, um, by judge alone. And do you support, do it, you support this in, 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 a, in a nutshell before we go to our other panelists? Do you support it as it is or do you have reservations? Well, we certainly have we certainly have reservations. The the, the bar association, um, the, when we take a general poll and, and consensus of opinion, is that first of all the the, the government should um, try retrofitting the courts first. I mean, all this came about, and there's been a lot of talk. The government has not even tried to uh, retrofit the courts first to see if um, uh, you know trials can be held um, safely. Um, using COVID protocols. We know it has been done in Guyana to success, and we know it has been done in St. Kitts with success. So before we even go any further, um, most persons in the bar association feel that this should be, you know, you, you should at least try, try this at first. Mr. Andrew Okola, um, do you support the idea uh, and a summary of your reasons as to yes or no, why? Let me, let me just uh, make it quite clear. I, I think as a member of the, the, the bar of Antigua, as I am a member of other bars, I, I, I do say the sentiments that are expressed by the president, um, Lenward, is a sentiment that sits um, squarely um, with me in terms of one. At this stage, I am not in support, uh, quite clear, I'm not in support of a move to simply for specified offenses, as has been listed in the draft bill, to move um, to a situation where you have a trial by jury. At this stage, I may yet support it, but at this stage I'm not. And I'm not supporting it at this stage for two principal reasons. One, my first reason is the decision or the idea of moving to a trial by jury alone is, for me, not based on any empirical data. It's not based on the science of it. It's not based on the research. It's not supported by what, the, by, by what, it, what would be generally required in circumstances like this. This is particular circumstance or a particular piece of um, situation where the, the, the law should meet social sciences. I understand, and, 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 and the truth is there's not much, nothing profound I would, I, I would add to this debate in respect of trial by jury, um, because it's a debate that has been going on for many, many years. It comes to fore now, certainly because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But without research, without something explaining to me 
wine and tiga and, and, and barbuda we are unable to proceed um um with trial um with jury trial or something inimical is uh, something is inimically wrong with the jury um trial system i would not simply support it on the basis of expedience given covid mm -hmm. um two i do believe that before we remove this sacred pillar of institution in the criminal justice system then there need to be wider consultation, wider participation in the debates um, surrounding this very, 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 very critical institution. Certainly, I must uh, I have to commend the, the government because there has been some consultation. So the bar has been consulted, and um, I'm, I'm sure um, members of the judiciary are consulted. So there are some stakeholders, but the most critical stakeholder in this, I would um, I'm simply submit, are the, the people. And I think there need to be at least some discussion with the people who these changes will certainly have. Um, 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 significant implication um, for. So those are my two principal reasons. One, as I've said before, I, I, I don't believe that the consultation is wide enough, wider consultation, consultation need to be had. And two, it is not supported by empirical data. There is no empirical data to guide me as to why I should, I, I believe they should move now other than the fact that there's COVID-19, of course. And Ms. Uh, Ms. Paula Llewellyn, from the perspective of uh, uh, being the Director of Public Prosecutions in, in Jamaica. Uh, what is your position? Do you agree with the move to uh, legislate no jury trials in some instances, and uh, why? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Jamaica has gone through that, and we do have, in terms of the debate, we do have some matters at the high court level where you do not have jury matters. You have judge, judge alone. And I speak of anti-gang cases, I speak of what is popularly referred to as lot of scam matters. That is the law reform special provisions fraudulent transactions act where lot of scamming matters are tried. I also speak of human trafficking cases. And of course, you know, we had the gun court jurisdiction where uh, matters being indicted in the gun court with the exception of murder. These are, um, if I could I just, if I could just alone. pause you very quickly. I want to just get some clarity from you, Miss um, Paula Llewellyn. Uh, yes. These no, no jury matters, uh, this was always in existence or this was in response to COVID? This has been in existence over the last few years. Okay, no problem. As no. a legislation, for example, the anti-gang legislation came about, then it was the clearly decided by all stakeholders that given the nature of the gang and given the nature of the number of gangs that we have and the security risks, that it would be better if the matter was um, done before a judge alone. And in respect of the God court matters, where we have always had that uh, for many years. And in terms of human trafficking cases, at first they were tried before the jury, but we made a submission after having done one or two, where we realized that the sensitivity of the complainant and the type of matter would best be dealt with by a judge alone as opposed to a jury. What we did, you know, about maybe five years ago, we went from 12 jurors in Jamaica trying a matter we amended the Jury Act to seven. So it's only if it's a capital murder matter, where, for example, murder committed in the course or furtherance of um, a contract killing or murder committed of a judicial officer or police officer, a special category. So we hardly have any of, those, any of those now that we are indicting for, because the, the case law is of such. You, you all know of the Trimmingham, um, Trimmingham case, 
um, St. Vincent and went to the Privy Council that said it's, it's only in the worst of the worst and the rarest of the rare that you'd really be able to get um, the, 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 the hanging scenario um, there as an option in terms of sentencing. So I would say 98% of all matters we are indicting um, where it is only seven jurors that try the case, including non-capital murder. So it's a, it's a stage, it's a journey. So perhaps I can understand counsel's concern that it may appear that um, something is being sacrificed mm. or this age-old practice in our jurisprudence is being sacrificed on the altar is there, But it's a stage that you have to go through. Is there any consideration in Jamaica uh, of uh, introducing, because of COVID-19, any restrictions on the jury? Well, I can tell you, we just had a big debate um, a, a couple months ago because the Chief Justice in the debate, Mr. Justice Brand Sykes, um, who is just as forthright as I am in terms of telling you as they see it, he filed the first salvo in the debate, and he, in fact, indicated that defense counsel, in light of the fact that we had to pause jury trials from about last year, April, and we have not yet resumed, um, we have just been doing the matters judge alone. We have legislation where once there is an agreement in writing between the defense and the prosecution you the matter can be tried by a judge alone so what often happens over the time that we have had covid and it happened before is that if we are going to take a plea of guilty say the matter should have been tried by a jury but the accused has indicated to his attorney i want to plead guilty we take it before a judge alone if it is that we're going to enter a knowledge to discontinue the matter or we are going to offer no evidence to finally dispose of the matter because we don't have a viable case mm -hmm. for whatever reason, then we deal with it before a judge alone. If I could just... So we have still been able to dispose of quite a few matters. Mm -hmm. If I could just pause you, because I want to yes. go to uh, Mr. Richard Geisen-Mayers, just to keep the pace of yes. this program going. Um, yes. Mr. Geisen-Mayers, uh, from a, 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 the perspective of being in Barbados, um, your position on the matter, whether this is a step in the right direction uh, in Antigua, and uh, what sort of considerations have there been in Barbados? on the same issue? Well, the same arguments uh, have been presented in Barbados. Uh, the Attorney General here has indicated that it was his intention to go in that direction. Uh, the bar cautioned him that they weren't too sure that it was the right thing to do. There hasn't been broad discussion, uh, so there isn't a lot of input outside of the legal profession. Personally, I think it is, we should always be slow to remove the jury from the criminal justice uh, system. Uh, we have to understand that this is based on the right of a person to be tried by his peers. And that is a sacred pillar of the, of the criminal justice system. And the argument has been made that because of the cluster nature of judges, and you can hardly describe a judge sitting alone to be uh, a peer of most of the accused persons. Uh, I do not at all support the rationale that we should move away from jury trials because of COVID. I have just falling in love with the approach taken by Jamaica, yeah. where 
uh, if there is good reason, uh, you adopt a system uh, to suit your circumstances. But something as simple as making a jury smaller can solve the concerns of COVID. Something as simple as having the jury sit uh, in an anteroom can deal with the issue of COVID. So while I know that there has been some talk for some time about moving away from juries, I think unless there is some danger presented to juries, uh, maybe the system adopted in the, in the UK, sorry, where if there is uh, reasonable evidence that a jury may be tampered with, then you can go with judge only. But in, in the absence of that, I think it should take a lot more to persuade us to do away with juries in criminal justice in the criminal justice system. And uh, coming back to you, Mr. Lenworth Johnson, um, in terms of the value of a jury, uh, and of course we just heard mention of the right to be tried by a jury of your peers. Um, is that an issue when it comes to the Constitution? And you just let us know uh, in terms of the fact of this, whether or not there's any constitutional impediment to legislating around this issue. And uh, also your position on the right to be tried by a jury of your peers. Well, of course, I certainly agree with the long-standing um, tenet that a citizen is entitled to be tried by his peers. And of course, we all know the history of that. That comes from... Um, you know, that goes back on the common law to the, to the Magna Carta, where it, they were barons. Barons itself at, at, in King John at Runnymede in England, they demanded um, to be tried by jury of their peers because obviously what was happening at the time, the, the judges were the king's judges and the judges would do whatever the king said. So this is where the right to be tried by a jury of peers originated. And even before that, I understand. Now, as to whether it's, it's constitutional, it, it, as to whether there's a constitutional right to be tried by a jury of your peers, um, there is debate. Uh, our constitution says in section 15, this is what some persons always quote, every person, section 15 to every person who is charged with a criminal offense shall be permitted to defend himself before a, a court by a legal practitioner of his own choice. Further, 15.1, if any person is charged with a criminal offense, then, unless the charge is withdrawn, he shall be afforded a fair hearing within a reasonable time by an independent impartial court established by law. So some persons point to the fact that it doesn't say there that um, a, a jury or a person must be tried by a jury to get a fair trial. But myself and many other constitutional lawyers, and I don't call myself a constitutional lawyer at all, I practice mainly in civil and commercial law. Um, but I certainly understand and believe that the Constitution was not made in a vacuum. When the Constitution was made, a right to a fair trial included trial by jury for serious offenses or the more serious offenses. And I am confident that if it ever went to court, on testing in court, trial by jury in historic, in the historic and established cases, would be deemed a constitutional right. Let me let me jump because to um, let me jump to uh, Mr. Andrew Okola. Uh, 
In response to what Mr. Lenworth Johnson has said, um, I want to ask you, uh, what sort of alternatives are we are we thinking about, or, or would you recommend? I should say uh, we heard some mentioned in terms of uh, placing the jury in a different room. Uh, we've heard uh, reducing numbers. What sort of uh, alternatives to legislating away the jury totally in some matters would you suggest? Let, let me just be, before I answer that, that that question um directly. Let me just make the point again. I am in support of. What my um, president has just indicated it's 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 a view is um, certainly that i share um beyond that I, i'm i'm strongly of the um, opinion that even in specified offenses the ultimate decision ought to remain with the defendant as to whether or not he or she um wishes to be tried by a judge alone one if you're going to be, be be dispensing with the, 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 this institution, that's one. Two, I also support, and I find that it has some weight what the DPP, um, learned DPP has, has indicated in respect of some offenses. And I and, and, and um, counsel from Barbados also touch on the reasons as to why. There are, and there will be exceptional circumstances and exceptional cases where it may be prudent in the interest of justice to proceed by trial by judge alone. I could see such circumstances being one where there's a great concern for, you know, in respect of jury tampering. I mean, I mean, it's, it's not new. Belize, in fact, um, has um, circumstances, a situation where it's, it's judge alone. Um, and, and interestingly, in Belize, for a murder trial, it is reverse. And you'd want to think of the worst of the worst. You'd certainly want to have um, the, 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 the judge to be dealing with those things, notwithstanding that. So if there's a concern about jury, jury tampering or threatening the, 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 the lot of scam, um, we, we might, you know, might fall within those categories of guns, yes. But certainly, any option outside of those where a defendant is asked to defend himself or herself, where there are serious crimes and their liberty is at question, I, I am firmly of the view that a jury trial has no equal. And there is constitutional foundation supporting that claim. Um, in terms of an alternative, I like participatory democracy. And in a Jewish system, that is where the community gets to participate in this system. So whichever alternative we're going to use, if we're going to be dismantling this Jewish system, it must be by a system that somehow treats with participatory democracies, not a decision being made by some in individual who the community might see as elite. The community might say they're not one of us, but certainly members from the community playing a part in it. And you know, there's an, there is certainly, it has been thrown up before. I remember Barbados had this, this discussion some years ago. Um, former Chief Justice um, um, Gibson then you know, looked at and mentioned the, the, the uh, accessory-like type system where you have people sitting as you know, probably two or three um, lay assessors sitting there who has some knowledge of, 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 of law, and then you might have a judge um, there and they come together and make some decisions. So there can be a hybrid for sure, certainly. And again, I wouldn't want to propose any alternative without it being backed by the data. There must be evidence to support um, why we need to go there. Um, and also in respect of retrofitting the court so that it can be COVID-19 um, safe as best as possible. I think we need to look at that. We need to look at what can be done to ensure that the jury 
is safe. And I do understand the concern of the jury because one might be looking at it only from the position of the lawyers who are involved, but the, but the jurors who have to leave their home and come to this place. And then there might be a question as to whether or not legislation need to be amended so that the 12-member jury that is sitting, we reduce it to a, a comfortable number. Uh, let me, I'm let me, sure if we, if we were to move from 12 to a number that allows for the courtroom to be, for each juror to be sitting mm -hmm. more than six feet away, then that can be done in the courts. Uh, Ms. Paula Llewellyn, on the question of... Um being tried by a judge alone. Uh, it's, it's, it's been said and stated here the reasons, uh, both historically and at present, why uh, that can be perceived as a, a hindrance to justice or, or not the best form of justice if you're being tried by a judge alone. What is your view on the matter? Is there any inherent danger in a judge-only trial to a defendant? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, this Chief Justice was able to quote the data, and I certainly have the data, because um, in terms of my chambers, we prosecute island-wide in the circuits, and I have on staff now perhaps about 57 lawyers. And empirically, the data shows that most times we get more convictions from jury matters as opposed to judge alone. And that is a fact. And secondly, I, I hear the concern, and I too, I mean, let me tell you, gentlemen, I'm, I'm a frustrated actress. I love the drama of appearing as an advocate before the jury. And, and I've done some wonderful, great cases. However, perhaps the hybrid in terms of looking at the evolution of your jurisprudential um, practice, a hybrid um, option may be the way to go, where some of the offenses um, you have judge alone and you retain the jury in others. But what you're all not mentioning, which is what our Chief Justice was very, very gung-ho on, is the fact that this is not something about the lawyers or the prosecutors or the judges. Um, counsel, was it Mr. Myers, spoke about what is enshrined in, in almost all our constitutions. And that is a due process where all accused persons are entitled, have the right of a fair trial within a reasonable time. Now, I don't know how it is in your jurisdiction, but as a result of the, the pausing of the jury matters, we have cases that were set going right along in the different circuits for trial, and they have had to be given when, when the attorney says he doesn't want to go judge alone. Okay, matters have been set for 2022, 2023. So it means that if persons are in custody, there you have the situation of delay. And as counsel, you all know, that delay can be a critical factor in deciding whether there is um, whether an indictment should be stayed, um, you know, or that whether you should go along, go ahead with the trial. But you have to look at the whole issue of fair trial, and is it really fair to the accused? If you have a judge, courtroom, prosecutor, court reporter, witnesses available, is it really fair, or should it be put to the accused? what our Chief Justice has been saying, because let me be quite frank, our private bar too, they were up in arms. Everybody, I would say 90% of the private bar also indicated they want the retention of the jury trial. In fact, I would want the retention of the jury trial, but I believe that more matters could be disposed of in respect of bench trials once your legislation has been amended to allow for it. Well, let me, ju let me jump to, to Mr. Mr. Geisel-Mears. Mr. 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 Mr.
there for two, three years, mm -hmm. four years without trial. Uh, Mr. Geisen Mears, um, uh, just in response to what Ms. Ms. Paula Llewellyn has said on the issue of any inherent danger in judge, in fact, somebody, um, just pause a moment, somebody called um, my name, somebody indicated they wanted to say something. Was that you, Mr. Um, Andrew Okola? Yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. Take, take, take a minute. Go ahead. It's a bit, it's, it's a bit rich, but I'm really surprised. Um, when you have circumstances where the prosecutor is calling um, for um, trial by judge alone and would seek to point to some data, but not point to the lack of others. Now, of course, if the data suggests, and that's the data in Jamaica, not in Antigua and Barbuda, but if the data in Jamaica suggests that you get more conviction by, 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 jury, by, by jury as opposed to judge alone, then that's fine. What the data is not saying here in Antigua and Barbuda is that a number of the guilty verdicts that is based on the jury here in Antigua and Barbuda has been overturned by the Court of Appeal because those verdicts are unsafe or those verdicts are perverse. We don't have those data. What we don't have here in Antigua, as opposed to what obtained in um, um, Belize or what obtained in Jamaica, why you have the anti-gang legislation being the way they are, is you don't have those instances. I don't know of one case, certainly in the last five years or ten years, that had to be stopped because of um, um, issues of tampering with Drewy. You don't have that data. I don't know of circumstances here in Antigua and Barbuda where you have counsel raising the argument, the abuse of process argument, and that is quite right. The abuse of process argument is one to raise. Um, but you raise that argument on the basis that you yourself is the cause of the delay. Because it's quite clear. The Privy Council is also quite clear on it. The Court of Appeal is quite clear on it. If counsel is the cause of the delay, then it can't be that you raise that as a matter of course in your application for abuse of process. Well, so let if me... counsel's lawyer, mm -hmm. if counsel's lawyer is simply saying, we're not ready to go ahead, mm -hmm. these are the reasons, then it would not be in, I mean, any good counsel would not be making an argument for an abuse of process caused by delay when in fact they are the author of such delay. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, last point quite quickly, the concern, I do get it, and I've heard that all these persons are in remand and all these persons are there and can't get their trial. The truth is, what we probably need to look at is why they're there in the first place. Why is it that we have prosecution opposing bail applications simply because they, you know, the offense is serious? When the real, question, the real question need to be back. It need to be back. The real question need to be whether those persons will turn up for their trial. All right, so Mr. Okola. Mr. If, if, sufficient, if sufficient conditions yeah. can be in place to assuage the public that notwithstanding the serious natures yeah. of the trial that these persons are on remand for, they can be by curfew or whatever conditions can be put in place. They can be separate. They will not interfere with witness or otherwise interfere with the course of justice. Then we probably should remand them. That's All what right. we should do. Mr. Mr. Okola, I have to pause you there because I do want to move to Mr. Mr. Geisen Mears. Uh, Mr. Geisen Mears, uh, I, I, I was going to ask you about whether or not you think there's any inherent danger in a judge-only trial, but I would also give you the opportunity to just respond to anything that's been said so far, Mr. Geisen Mears. No, I, I wouldn't wish to say that there is an inherent danger. My discomfort is that it really takes away takes away the, the trial by peers by your peers uh there are some cases and i think this is the course followed in jamaica where because of the very nature of the trial uh it, it may lend itself to the professional 
consideration of a judge rather than lay persons because of the fact situation that may be presented to you. And, and certainly we have already touched on whether it is safe to impanel a jury in a particular case. Uh, but it, 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 on the face of it, it would seem that judges would be eminently qualified to hear those matters based on issues of law alone. We have uh, trial without juries in the magistrates courts all across the Caribbean, but those matters are not of the same nature. And magistrates look to solve problems and the majority of cases take place in the magistrates court and they look, they're, they're problem solvers. And that uh, brings the community more into the process than you will find in in high court trials. Uh, but the idea of having a judge sitting alone has its benefits in certain types of cases. But I think it challenges the rights of the accused to be tried by his peers. Um, and I think that is fundamental. Right. Uh, uh, Mr. Lenworth Johnson, um, we've heard uh, criticism uh, in during this discussion and also in the press if you uh, go into the history of articles on this matter as it relates to COVID-19 that the backlog that many countries experience in their criminal justice system um, that has been exacerbated by COVID-19 has really been exacerbated by COVID-19 and hasn't been initially caused by COVID-19 and there are many issues that need to be solved or needed to be solved rather before COVID-19 uh, that would not have allowed there to have been such a, a severe backlog of cases. Um, is that the case? in Antigua and Barbuda, that there are issues pre-COVID-19 that had been causing uh, uh, slow processing of criminal cases? Um, my understanding, based speaking to the, uh, the Deputy Registrar of the High Court, uh, is that, yes, uh, many, many years ago, there were a lot of backlog in the courts. And um, I have no, you know, I cannot, I do not have the data to prove this, but I can, I certainly accept his word that at the time of COVID, they had gone a considerable way in reducing the backlog. Mm. And since COVID, of course, now that you have no, um, no criminal trials, the backlog has uh, certainly crept back up to, you know, uh, on, to um, unwanted proportions. So the bottom line is this, um, you know, um, key one. Mm. Uh, Yes, COVID has happened. Uh, the general view of the bar is that we should put in place immediate COVID protocols to see if uh, the backlog as it is now can be reduced. But certainly, um, if we were to go along with some any kind of judge alone trials, it would just be for the period of the state of emergency in Antigua and Barbuda. There's a, there's a state of emergency now, and under state of emergency, you you can derogate from certain fundamental rights. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is that, okay, let's look at retrofitting. If that doesn't work, let's look at judge alone trials where the accused must consent. That, that is another issue which we haven't touched, which I won't go into, uh, where the accused should consent. Uh, as distinct from um, going into firstly a situation where for some offenses the, the, the accused has no opportunity um, to, to say yes or no. In other words, the law is that it is judge alone, 
end of story. And certainly after the, um, the, 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 the ending of the state of emergency, it is our view that there, there should be no judge alone trials. Uh, when I say our view, this is the view of most members of the bar. And so there should be no judge alone trials after the end of the state of emergency. All right, and, we... And, and, you know, to, to, to get... So there's an emergency, there's COVID. All right, let's put certain things in place. Even if you have to go to judge alone after that, let's go back to... Um, let's go back to the jury system because uh, let me just say one last thing. Um, oh, very here. briefly, please. Law is an inexact science, right? It's not a mathematic. It's not scientific. It's not two and two is four. Judgments are based on experience and maturity and what the judge thinks of the demeanor of the witness, etc. But a judge can be wrong. One person can be wrong. A juror can be wrong. I therefore think most citizens, and what I understand, most citizens would prefer to take their chances with the combined views of 12 persons or even nine persons than one person. All right, Mr. May I make a Mr. 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 Geisemez, you want to come in? If you come in here, you'll um, you'll have to give your last word at the same time. But you can come in, Mr. Geisemez, if you want to respond directly. Okay, just let me make another intervention. Um, we have a situation that developed in Barbados where our prisons, uh, we have a high level of COVID cases in our prisons. What if uh, that were to develop in Antigua, in Barbuda? Uh, what then would be your recourse? Uh, to remanding people and having them wait uh, until after the state of emergency, since you may be forced to be uh, to be placing people in an unsafe environment if you're going to place them on remand. And, and that is, I think, relevant as well to the point made by the DPP in Jamaica, where persons are given dates now for two and three years down the road. Uh, can you really place people on remand in that kind of environment for that length of time? I think that is a pertinent consideration since the pandemic is still with us. And Mr. What if that problem in Antigua? Mr. Andrew Okola, um, your final word. And I, I, I did want to ask you about the, the implications of the state of emergency. You've objected quite strongly to the introduction of no jury trials um, in the way that it has, it has been suggested. Um, but we are under a state of emergency, and you spoke of empirical evidence not being there, but um, in, in terms of scientific evidence of the spread of COVID-19, is that not sufficient enough uh, to, to, to justify the, 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 the introduction of no jury trials in some cases? But uh, to answer that question and give us your final word uh, in a minute, please. No, absolutely not. It's, it's, it's simply not enough. There need to be wider consultation with all the stakeholders, and the stakeholders... I say goes wider than just those who are practitioners at the bar. I think the people of Antigua and Barbuda need to be consulted in some format. I'm not asking for any referendum, so let me just make that clear. But there need to be a wider, a wider, a wider engagement in the discussion. That's one. Two, the courts as it is in Antigua and Barbuda, um, we are of the opinion, can be retrofitted um, to ensure that the numbers of persons who are inside the courtrooms are large enough, I believe, to um, accommodate the jurors, the judge, and the witnesses with sufficient space in play so that um, trials can go mm -hmm. on um, as it is now. Three, unless there is some data that shows to me, but this is my personal view on it, that the present system, the mischief being created by COVID, 
exceptional apart from the backlog, but the mystery of being created by COVID makes trial by jury somehow ineffective as a matter of justice, then I, I, I am not, I'm, I, I would not, I'd be, it'd be hard pressed for me to support it. I do believe that the jury system maintains what I say is inclusive state institution. It includes members from the community in this institution of state. Mm -hmm. All right, and we, people, I have to, I have to, I have to pause you there. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I really am terribly sorry. We are literally towards the end of this segment. I want to give Ms. Ms. Paula Llewellyn an opportunity just to take a minute to give us her final word. Uh, Ms. Paula Llewellyn. Ms. Paula Llewellyn. Yes, yes. Your uh, final okay. word in one minute, please. A crisis can often be an opportunity. I, for one, love the jury system. I've done some of my best work before the jury, and I believe it still has a great place in the future. However, I think there is space for all the Caribbean um, territories to look at a hybrid scenario. Given the nature of crime as it has um, evolved, you will have some offenses where the public interest, and including that of the accused, will be better served by having a judge alone and then you still have your jury trials we are now in a crisis and you have to balance the rights of the accused to a fair trial in a reasonable time along with the rights of the community to have open justice and the matters being ventilated all right can we um, change is all can we leave it right there uh, again i'm really sorry we are out of time for this segment it, it is a, a wonderful right. topic and much more could have been said on it but i want to thank all four of you for joining us uh, our last speaker there miss paula llewellyn uh, queen's counsel she's an attorney at law and director of public prosecutions in jamaica uh, we were joined as well by mr lenworth johnson an attorney here in antigua and barbuda and the current president of the antigua and barbuda bar association we were joined as well by mr andrew okola an attorney here in Antigua and Barbados who practices criminal law. And we are also joined from Barbados by Mr. Richard Geisen Mears. Uh, he's an attorney at law in Barbados, and he's a former chair of the Police Service Commission as well. Uh, thanks to all four of you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you very much, Kevin. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Does your car make a squealing noise and or your brake pedal vibrate when you apply your brakes? Like brake pads, brake rotors don't last forever. Rotors wear and can also become warped. Your brakes are one of the most important features on your car. At Kendall Auto Care Machine Shop, we can resurface your brake rotors without removing them from your car, saving you time and money. Visit us for a free inspection today. Call Kindle Auto Care at 562-1362 or visit us at the Factory Road Branch. The Big Issues is brought to you with the kind compliments of Kendall Machine Shop.